Catching up. Let's all enjoy Mike and Joe. Oh my god, that's cute. Catching up. Please tell your friends it's your favorite show. Oh, that's so nice, Mike. All the fans of the show think that Mike is great. While Joe is the one that the fans all hate. Joe is such a wiener. Fat, gay, and a beaner. Yeah, we all hate his guts. Let's all kick him in the nuts. Catching up. Catching up, catching up, catching up. So I have this cousin Richard, right? He's a week younger than me and he's gay. And he fashions himself a writer, a poet. He's self-published some books on Amazon. If you want to find them, look up his name, Richard Villegas Jr. I don't know the names of them. And so, you know, he's a writer. He, he, he want, you know, that's how, that's how he views himself. Uh, along with Instagram model, uh, cultural historian of East LA and, um, elementary school teacher. So anyway, um, he has this reading. And if, and if you remember, I promoted it on the show last week and I said, do oh, any, right, list, right. do any listeners want to show up? And I even specifically said, Nico Martinez, mm-hmm. uh, cause I knew he lived in Los Angeles. And I was just sort of half kidding. I, I was going to be surprised if anybody actually showed up. Okay. So I drive over to Echo Park is where the, the, um, reading was at this small bookstore. And I show up and I don't see Richard anywhere around the bookstore, <laughs> but I run into Nico Martinez. Oh, I hope Richard shows up. So <laughs> Nico Martinez is at the, at the bookstore and I was like, Oh my God, Nico Martinez. How nice. Yeah. It was so nice of Nico Martinez. He was telling me that, you know, he, he was listening to the show during the day, like in the afternoon. Oh, that very day. That very day. And he just happened to listen to it like that oh, day. Nice. And he was like, you know what? Um, his husband had something going on that night. And so he's like, I'm going to go. So he went. So, uh, we're sitting there and the guy, like, we weren't there that long. And then the guy, the guy who runs the, the reading, he's like, okay, we're going to start this thing now. It's called homocentric was the name of the reading. Has Richard showed up by this point? And then the guy goes, um, yeah, we have some really good readers today. And, um, the first, we have Rich Viegas Jr. And then he names the other people. And he goes, um, so we're going to start off with Rich Villegas Jr. Um, and he gives like this whole bio of Richard and how he met him and how talented he is. And he goes, has anyone seen Richard? Oh, no. And someone goes, oh, maybe he's in the bookstore. Let me go look. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then, of course, in my head, because I'm such a fatalist, I'm like, he's dead. <laughs> I was thinking, he's late. He's not, he's 
you know, still finding parking or something. Yeah. He's outside waiting for someone with an extra ticket. And, uh, he, well, he's dead. He's, he's spread out somewhere dead. And so I text him like, where are you? No response. So the guy goes, um, okay, well, I guess, uh, we'll start the reading. Okay. <gasps> yeah. And you should have just stood up and walked to the mic. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. Wouldn't have been great. I'm like, hi everybody. I'm Richard Vegas. And uh-huh. just like done some sort of reading because I'm going to tell you something. I don't think it was a poetry reading. I think it was just a reading, but there was poetry read and you and I think both share a hatred for poetry readings. They make me uncomfortable. Like spoken word, a poetry reading is different than like spoken word artists though. Spoken word is what makes me uncomfortable. So this woman gets up. Uh, she's also self-published a book. Uh, but she's gonna read an, uh, she's gonna read something of hers. So, um, why don't you click the file? Oh, you recorded it. Yeah. New recording That's what you to, sent. new recording to. Okay. Starting it now. Spartan, Trojan, Hannibal, Africa Magnum. Champuis armed, Rex Artisan rifle. Gendarmerie Musketoon. Mondragon <laughs> Automatico Porfirio Diaz. I'm front row, rifle. by the way. <laughs> Nuva Caro. Durango Amarillo. Conquista USA. Front In the front row. Rifle. <laughs> Cattleman Birdshead. Rawhide. <laughs> Mohawk Brown. Buckskinner Carbine. Papoose Stainless Rifle. Pixie Confederate Carbine. Antietam Sharps, Harper's Ferry Rifle. She basically reminds me of the people that would come speak at city council meetings. Like <laughs> the words make no sense put together, but they're all they're all real words. We know all those words. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tip my hand here a little bit. Afterwards I was talking to Nico Martinez and I was you know, I was trying to talk to him the way I talked to you, and he goes, Oh, I actually like that. Oh no. Oh, really? Yeah, oh yeah, Nico Martinez loved it. Do you think he didn't want to offend? Like he wasn't going to offend me. Yeah, I know that's true. And I told him I go. That was horrible. Nico's also Nico. Also, he's in one of the group texts that we do. Yeah, and I feel like he's like the politest person because, like, I don't know, Joey Buhucker will spell a word wrong and we'll all make fun of him for thirty minutes. Where Nico Martinez is like very polite and would never do that sort of thing. No, he never participates in that. You're right. So maybe that's one of the th- – but maybe he really did like it too. Maybe – you know what, Joe? Maybe you and I don't get it. Maybe we just don't get it. Yeah, maybe we just don't get it. Maybe <laughs> I just – I mean, there are people who get – the people there seem to like this. Yeah. So whatever. Bla- Black Ops, Candy Stripe. Just so you know, by the way, I cut it down to a minute. It was like eight minutes long. <laughs> did Were you – did you laugh? No, Mike, I was in the front, I was in the very, it was like a little coffee house patio. I was in the front table, it's the only one left. And Nico and I were in like the front coffee house table, like right in front of the microphone. She, I think I would have to excuse myself. She is maybe three feet from me. That's why the sound quality is so good. I think I would have to excuse myself. No, it's I was that funny. I know. I just, well, what I do, I just think of like horrible things, like, I imagine like listening to like a what someone called live episode or something and then it's just I get a stone face. So yeah, you're gonna be on what someone called live this week though, so it'll be a good one. It's gonna be the second best episode ever. I feel like the death of Ernie Chavez or whatever is the best episode. 
You did, did you really like that one? I've never heard it. I want to listen oh. to it though. <laughs> okay. So there then, so literally as she's wrapping up her eight minute poem, Richard comes running in. Yeah. Like, hello, hello, hello. Uh, turns out Richard was in front of the bookstore the whole time. And it wasn't until he looked at his phone and saw my text that he realized everything had started. Cause the guy had told him like, oh, we'll start whenever. And he bumped into somebody he knew on the street. And so uh, he was talking to that guy and, uh, that's why he was late. So anyway, he, the guy brings up Richard next. Okay. And I'm going to say actually Richard wasn't bad. I didn't, re- I recorded Richard, but I didn't put it in here. It was just like he read some poem and he read, uh, a story, right? The other woman read a story too. So. He read a story and he read some poem and it was fine and, you know, whatever. Nico really liked that too. Then they bring up the third guy. They're saving this guy for last, right? Because I guess somebody died. I don't know. Somebody they all knew died. Everyone knew this who this guy was. Okay. So they bring up this guy, Jason. And it's one of these things where it's like the L.A. writing theater community. You know, so this guy is basically like the Joey Boohecker. You know how Joey Boohecker is in Pride for – well – I think people, some of that people like, I guess. It's kind of like, you know, okay, you know how Pride 48 people like Daniel Brewer? Mm-hmm. It was like that. Like, this is like Daniel Brewer was there. And they're like, we're going to bring up Jason, you know, and he's going to talk about X person who died. I don't know who, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, he died. And uh, he's going to do something. So Jason gets up there. The guy was on for 15 minutes. Mike Lawson, I'm going to say the first 10 minutes. Where I guess supposed to be some sort of eulogy, but they were really about Jason just made it about himself. Okay. You know, he'd be like, um, Don, let's say his name was Don. Don was a really, uh, really smart man, a really intelligent man. Like he would go to my plays and tell me how awesome they were. And he would say, Jason, you're so amazing. And he would really encourage me. He's always positive and always telling me, like, you're so amazing, Jason. You're, you deserve more. And I was just like, uh, for 10 minutes, right? <laughs> and then he goes, and here's my tribute. And can you please now play the next track? Okay. Here we go. This is also a minute or so. It's morning, Jesus. Mm. And here's that light and sound all over again. My brain keeps whirring with thoughts and it won't turn off. I've got to move fast, but I don't feel like it. Time has stopped and time is running out. I'm nowhere and I couldn't care less. Am I on the moon? Am I on the earth? Am I even here at all? Oh, come over here where I don't want you to come. Are you running with me, Jesus? Where's Jesus? I need you I by my I don't, I don't know. And then, have you gotten to the part with the airplane yet? No. Oh, keep seeing that you hear an airplane super loud go over a helicopter or something. I'm a captive to it's myself. Coming. Yeah, you hear and I'm lonely <laughs> as hell. I don't feel strong enough, but only time will And again, and then, Okay. And when it's over, Nico's like, I really want to buy his album on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. Actually, that's actually one thing Nico and I did bond on was going to a poetry reading. Like, it's funny to listen to now and it was funny then. But when you're hearing like poetry and reading, you know, and spoken word for 45 minutes, someone singing is sort of like a welcome, like 
surprise. Uh-huh. So I actually was very entertained during the third. <laughs> I didn't like, I, well, I also was entertained because the guy was Did like. Did he write that song? Well, yeah. So, well, he didn't write the word. So what it was, was the guy took some thing that the, that the dead man had written and put it to music. Mm-hmm. Right. He goes, um, yeah, I wrote this song under a tree in, uh, Central Park in New York. And, uh, I'm seeing it for you guys today. And anyway, but you could tell it's just like, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to, I'm literally just going to grab, I have a book right here. I'm just going to grab it right now. And basically, you know, can tell what the guy was. Miracles happen, and it's about time they happen to you. Achieve your goals more easily with less effort. Become happier, healthier, and more prosperous. Discover your passion and highest purpose for being. Like, I could, I could do that. I just did it. I just did it. How did he write this song? <laughs> you, <laughs> you sounded exactly like him. Yeah. That was dead on. <laughs> yeah, I should have gone up after him and go like, I wrote a song too. And then just read like the, the menu from yeah. the coffee house. <laughs> You're at a bookstore, just pick any book. Yeah. I would have been. <laughs> You're like, like all of a sudden reading like the, the, the firm by John Grisham. Devoted fans <laughs> of Diana Kennedy's classic cookbooks, long their constant companions in the kitchen. We'll welcome the new features of this compilation. Okay, so um, so poetry ends. It ends. It's just a three people thing ends. Right? Oh, that was it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank God, it was only like an hour. So then afterwards, you know, Richard's, you know, mingling. So I turn to this Nico Martinez and I go, "Hey, have you, have you eaten dinner?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "No." And I go, "There's a taco truck I've been wanting to try in this area. I figured I'd go. We'd go after this." Nico Martinez laughed so hard. When I suggested this. Why? I don't know. I have actually never caught an answer to that. I think if I had to guess, it would be it's like you show up to an event where Richard is reading and then Joe Batance turns to you and says, do you want to go to a taco truck? I, and I'm something just like it's such a like catching up thing to happen. I don't know. Well, I, I guess I guess so. You are doing a lot of taco trucks. Yeah. And he just thought that was funny. Yeah. So anyway, we go, we go, so we walk, the, the taco truck is like maybe like half a mile away. So Richard, Nico, and I are walking and we pass by this, Mike Lawson, it was an empty art gallery, empty with some art in the wall. And then just like a, a, a solitary guy just sitting in a chair. And I could even tell from the street that he was hot. Okay. So I go, let's go in this art gallery. <laughs> and Richard's like, can we just go get the tacos? I'm like, I just want to see what this art is. Uh-huh. So we go in there and all of a sudden now I'm super interested in the art. It's like literally like a light bulb, like on a, yeah. like on a, like a lamp. I'm all, I'm all, oh, look at this art. He's like, uh, sir, that's a lamp. You know, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> is this for sale? Yeah. I'm what like, is uh... this? And, and so anyway, of course I'm Joe Batanz 2000. In this art museum, Richard and Nico drag me out of there. And Nico tells her, she goes like, wow, I actually got to see Joe flirting with somebody. I've heard about this on the show. And I actually got to see it in real life. I go, there you go. Yeah. And so we go to this taco truck and we order our tacos. I posted a picture. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was us at that taco truck. And of course, then there was some cute 
guys from a band there. And so I was chatting them up and they're like, Mike, they're probably 24. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're in this band. I'm like looking up the band. I'm like, Oh wow. You guys have a Facebook page. And, um, <laughs> and I'm telling you, would have hated this taco truck. There were no tables and no chairs. If you remember, Oh, by the way, no windows Mike, and no doors. Um, is upset with us. Because we don't call him friend of the show where, no, when we meant, okay, everybody listening from the podcast, he is the one that won the contest and he got his own show. He was very upset that we didn't say his name, that he was the one that won the show, that we just said a listener. I heard about this all week. Anyway, we, we there was no chairs at this taco truck. It was in Avon's parking lot. And then we went home. And, uh, but that was the Richard's poetry reading. What's going on with you in the Bay Area? How are you? What's up in LA? Start with the uh, crying party, mummy. Well, yeah, it's first one on there. <laughs> so on Saturday, I was invited to what was called and billed as a crying party. Uh, it was for a, a oh, bar. You know what? I, now, now that Go you ahead. say that, I saw you check in, like on Facebook or something. You said you were going. It was a, a Facebook event, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, comedian, uh, Mike O'Connell, uh, well-known LA comedian. I don't know if he's nationwide known, um, nationally known, but, uh, prominent LA comedian Mike O'Connell was throwing something called a crying party. And it was held actually in this place that was a the, it was a theater that I knew well. I used to do like stand-up workshops there, but I guess in the, in the years since then it turned into like a, a bar and theater. But now that bar was closing. So to sort of celebrate its closing, not celebrate, but you know, like say goodbye, they had uh, what was called a crying party and it was celebrating sadness. Okay. And it's basically like a mini. So the theater complex is like a little, almost like a little mini mall with its own parking lot. So they had closed it off and then each room, they're like maybe like the size of a classroom. And I think that's what they were used for. Um, they had artists come in and set up installations. And so there was one room called the Room of Regret. And there was all this, like, beautiful wallpaper on the wall. And you were encouraged to go in there and, like, write down regrets. Ooh. And then they okay. were going to burn them at the end. And okay. then also they had a professional photographer in there who would take – you, Did you write any regrets? No. You're like, cupodcast.com? <laughs> I regret uh, telling the story to my friend Beth and cutting it in place of Mike Lawson. Um, so then they had a professional – You regret that story in general? No. I regret Here telling – Here we go. Here we go. I regret telling you the story. So they had a professional – Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have been there. We could You could have written that underneath. They had a professional photographer there, and uh, he would take a sad picture of you, which I'm waiting for my sad pictures to come up because he showed them to me and Melissa. Oh, uh, Melissa McQueen and her husband, Pat Kilbane, were there. And I got a guy – the reason I mentioned his name, I'll come back to it in a second. Um, and a lot of my friends were there, actually. But she and I took a picture together. So I want to see these pictures because they looked really good on his camera. Cool. Then they had another room that was you know, like – um the room of regrets passed and there was all like different rooms set up, you know, one was called the crying room. And I didn't do this cause I can't make myself cry cause I don't have human emotions, but they had a camp, a professional camera set up and you were encouraged to go in there and just stare at the camera and cry. And then ah. they were going to cut those into a video. 
I couldn't do it either. No, I couldn't at all. Yeah. Um, so then. But it was a fun time? Like, what's yeah, the yeah, atmosphere yeah, yeah, yeah. like? The atmosphere it's not like a funeral. Jovial. Yeah, it was okay, very, okay. very jovial. It was just sort of, because now it's like ironically celebrating sadness. Okay. And there was also an open bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> there was also a show in the middle where they had, um, like, clowns and poetry. That made me sad. And um, songs, you know, and they were all centered around sadness, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that was like an hour and a half show in the theater that they had there. It was re- it was really really cool. But so people were mingling in the parking lot, and there were different artists. Like there was one. Then it started turning very Burning Man because then there was a guy in a like dressed up in a wheel like in a wheelchair like an angel and it had wings and he was just doing tricks on his wheelchair in the parking lot. <laughs> but also very Burning Man was so. Remember, this is a little parking lot that they've closed off, but we're all mingling there. In one of the parking spaces is a woman. Wrapped like a mummy in this like really beautiful fabric, but like a shroud, but she's wrapped super tight. I didn't even know it was real for the longest time. So I'm just walking around, like, bloop, 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 just walk over her, you know? And mm-hmm. Melissa McQueen called me over and was like, dude, come over here. This is a real person in this like shroud. And I was like, what? And then sure enough, you would see like the chest like rising up and down as she was breathing, right? So. Melissa McQueen's husband walks up and I go, dude, look at this. This is how desperate people in LA are now to save parking spaces. Cause she's just like splayed out on the parking spot, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Mike, she's been like this for an hour. All of a sudden she sits up and I'm like, oh! and then because she's wrapped tight, like in a shroud, she hops away like full, full on hops. Like, half the hop, like, yeah, hops away. Okay. And Momosa goes, do you think she was offended by your joke? And I go, I don't know why that wasn't an offensive joke. But no, the, no, 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 no. You've told much more offensive jokes to mummies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so then um, Cecily, oh, this girl I met there that was really cool. She goes, maybe she only heard the first part of your um, joke. Because people were talking. So maybe she just heard you say, this is how desperate people are in L.A. Oh, shit. Maybe. Yeah. And so mm. I was like, oh. Because then she did, like, Mike, it was like, like, as soon as I said the joke, she sat up and then hopped. Like, Mike, it was so funny to watch, actually. I wish I would have filmed it. <laughs> hopped away. Like, a, a mummy hopping away and just vanished. And I never saw her again. Which I, maybe I did. And I just didn't realize. Right. You never know. Yeah. Uh, your note, though, like, crying party mummy it could have been a mummy at a crying party, which it, it was. was. Yeah. But I was thinking it was a party mummy, whatever that is, who was crying. Oh. Like I imagine like a children's entertainer. Yeah. Just as a mummy. There should. So, have, I mean, there was a good story, but there I'm should saying, have like, been. There should have been a quotation mark maybe around qu- crying party. Crying party. Yeah. Mummy. Yeah. Christmas. I'm not going to really get too into Christmas, but uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, I went with my family to extended fam- to Christmas Day, like dinner with extended family, right? Like my actual Christmas was rather mellow, really calm, nothing really dramatic happened. Mm-hmm. But I go to this Christmas dinner and this, this is when the crazy comes out, right? And there are relatives I don't see very often. And, uh, there was this, there's this one that was there. He's like an older Mexican man. And he's actually sitting down. I'm actually in the living room on grinder. I'm so I'm not participating. 
And he's talking to my dad. And how many of your cousins show up in the, the I, surrounding seriously. area? Seriously, it's just, it's just, it's just. I just use it as a messaging service for my cousins. <laughs> so, uh, so get this. So he's talking. I can hear him. I'm literally like ten feet from him, and it comes out. And I don't know why this is the time for it to come out, but he's like, "So, do you think uh, Hillary's going to win in 2016?" Well, he, you know what? I'm already give, giving them too much credit because I'm going to tell you right now. This, I'm what I'm going to tell you right now. This is a bold statement I'm making. It is hands down the stupidest political conversation I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, hands down. Okay, he goes. So, do you think Hillary's going to win? And I don't know, people are mumbling, and he goes like, oh, man, I, I want a Republican to win, man, because, you know, Obama's making us look weak, man. He's making us look weak. Like, and he's going on about, you know, like, oh, don't this, and the, he can't even, like, kill ISIS and everything, you know? And he's making us look weak. He's all like, I'm going to tell you, man, he's a Muslim. I know it. He's a Muslim. I know it in my heart. He's a Muslim. And uh, he wasn't even born in this country and my dad goes, he was born in Hawaii. And he goes, I know, see, he admits it. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want I don't want to say how I know this, but I happen to know he's a homosexual. <laughs> Which I was just like, what? Like, like, and even if he were any of these things, what would it have to do with his ability to govern? Right. Right. But here's my favorite part. Then he goes, and then I was watching the news. And there was this guy, and he said, "He said I am the architect of Obamacare." Like he just said, "I mean, he said I am the architect of Obamacare." And then the Republican, you know, the Republicans on the Congress were like, they like question him, man, and they asked him. They said, "Like, wait, how can you call yourself the architect of Obamacare? You're not even an architect." <laughs> Shut up! You haven't even ever built a house or anything. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> he admitted it right there. He's not even an architect, and he's going around telling people he's the architect of Obamacare. <laughs> that did not really happen. No, that really happened. That's, that, is a real, that is a real statement from somebody <laughs> that I know. And I, in other words, I was five feet from this conversation. Mm. It took about two days for us to get political at my Christmas. Benghazi certainly came up too. Who's Benghazi? <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> That's crazy, Joey. So, but you didn't participate. You just let it happen. I, all the, all my only regret was I didn't record it. I was yeah. like, why, why wasn't I recording this for posterity? Because, like I said, people aren't going to believe me. When it's pretty hard to believe. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's absolute true story. I have tons of witnesses. <laughs> I think some of them, I'm seeing some of them even listen to this show. So, uh, yes, there were witnesses. What what else is happening in LA? Do you have other stories? Well, you know, and we'll be talking about this in future episodes. My birthday is coming up. You know. Oh yeah, I forgot. And <laughs> so I'm getting ready for a party for me. And uh, I went to a my ward Jose and I went to uh you know the website Reddit? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well they have an annual global Reddit meetup day where different Redditors from around the country they go up to organize it's like organized events where you go and just hang out with other Redditors. And that was last weekend. Yeah. Okay. And we went and they had a pinata at this uh global Reddit meetup. Right? 
And the pinata they brought out was King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. And I was like, what a fucking brilliant idea. Do you know, now do you watch this Game of Thrones, Mike? Uh, no. Is there spoilers in it? Because I think people get really upset. There'll be be no spoilers. Okay. Okay. This King Joffrey is, Mike, you should watch the show for what a fucking horrible human being this King Joffrey is. Is it the blonde guy? Yeah. The little blonde guy. He's really fucking obnoxious. And I saw the episode that's being called Purple. Oh, you saw that? I saw. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes here and okay. there, but. Yeah, so the little blonde, he's just a little shit. At first I thought he was on instant gratification, but I was wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> this, you are so horrible. <laughs> you are a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. So. You are King, King Jeff. Yeah, well. I would be afraid they'd bring it up on their podcast, but they don't show up. <laughs> so they bring out this pinata, right? Mm-hmm. And I went, what a fucking brilliant idea, because King Joffrey's so horrible, anybody would want to beat the shit. Because uh, here's what here's what I've never understood about pinatas, is a King Joffrey pinata makes total sense, because you want to beat the- You want to beat it, yeah. So, like, why is it a cute, yeah. like, um, clown face, and then you're, like, yeah, smacking the yeah, hell Yeah, like out Mickey of Mouse, or, like, uh, the girls from Frozen. I found a lot of those, right? Because I, for my yeah. birthday, I'm, I want a King Joffrey pinata. So, somebody tells me, you gotta go to the pinata district in downtown LA. So, who better to take with me to the pinata district in downtown LA than my cousin Richard? And for those of you who I- don't really listen to the show, my, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me, and he's gay. Okay? Right. He goes with me to the Pinata District, which, by the way, I again, I think I've told this in other episodes. It, this, this trip was fine, but in the future, I need to rethink this because he's so, like, Mr. Like, okay, like, I don't like shopping that much, but I, I, like, I'll, I go in and I just buy what I need to buy. You know, I'm not like a girl who goes shopping just to shop, right? But Richard is like lightning fast. He like runs in. He's out before you. I can even ask a question, right? Yeah. So in the Pinata District, there's a bunch of Pinata places, all next door to each other. It's like a whole city block of just Pinata places. So I go to one, and this guy comes up to me, and, and I'm looking around, looking for the Joffrey Pinata, and he goes, "Hey man, can I help you?" Oh, they're all Mexican, by the way. And I go, "Yeah, I'm looking for this King Joffrey Pinata," and he's King Joffrey, and I'm all like, Game of Thrones. I don't know what that is, man. And I go, okay, well, do you guys make the piñatas here? And he goes, yeah. I go, can you, do you think you'd have someone make it here? And he goes, you know, man, uh, usually I could, but, uh, our piñata man, he's in the hospital. And I was like, oh my God, is he okay? Yeah, uh, I think so. We don't know, man. You know, like, um, it's kind of weird. Okay. I don't know how to do this. I just have to stop the character here because I, I have to deliver it in my unique style. So he tells me the guy's in the hospital. Do you know? Do you know yeah. why? Why? He got beat up with a baseball bat. <laughs> okay. He got beat up with a baseball bat. The guy who makes the piñata. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, that is the greatest yeah. story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's a horrible story. Did you laugh when you told I had that? to hold the laughter in. And not to be yeah. like, oh, really? Uh, how much is that, uh, pinata with the girl from Frozen in it? The little snowman. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, 
Do you? So, are you gonna buy a King Joffrey pinata for your birthday? Well, is that I, the whole point? I'm trying to find track down the person who made the original King Joffrey pinata because it was so good, but I haven't been able to. So I may just skip yeah. the pinata. This is what I'm thinking though. This is a secret. What do you think of this for my birthday party? I think you might even actually come down just for this. Hmm. What if I rent a dunk tank and people can, and I'm the person that gets dunked? Yeah, that loses its appeal after a while, but have you ever like been on a team of people that were getting dunked? No. It's dumb. Oh, is it? Like I, I think it would be fun for 20 minutes. It would be fun to tell people you were doing it, but then eventually it's like, <sighs> Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, you know, on? you know, next Monday is the big bathhouse trip with a yeah. uh, friend of the show and all around crazy person, Cameron. Cool. But, um, I am an old man, essentially. Right? No, I shouldn't say an old man, but I've gotten a lot older. And so I like things to be p- planned, right? Uh-huh. So I've been, I've been having a little bit of anxiety about the bathhouse, not because of going, but just like, well, I don't know what's going to happen there. I need to know what's going to happen. So I was going on the website trying to do some research. <laughs> and it turns out one day a week, they give a free tour. Oh, cool. So I went on the free tour. Okay. I'm now prepared to tell you about the bathhouse that I will be attending next Monday with friend of the show, Cameron. So you're still going. This tour didn't talk you out of it. No. No. Okay, In good. fact, I will give my opinion after this, but it's a positive okay, review. Okay, cool. So I drive – I, it happens to be that I had to meet with my friend Shannon, right, who lives in West Hollywood. And the the bathhouse is a hop, skip, and a jump away from her house. And it's also the day of the tour. So I'm like, you oh, know cool. what? I'm going to go on the tour and then go to Shannon's house. Perfect. So I drive over there. I park. Now you walk in and there's just like a nondescript door. I open the door. I walk in. And then there's like a little holding area. It's very, very small. I would say four feet by four feet. And then there's like a, almost like a ticket booth window. Okay. And there's a guy there who kind of looks like Bianca Del Rio, the drag performer, but not in drag. Uh-huh. And like when she's Roy. And I go, I'm here for the uh, free tour. And I don't know what it was about me, but he goes, honey, you know this is an establishment for gay men, right? What? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm completely aware of what this is. And he goes, okay, just so you know, because sometimes, sometimes we get people and it's hard to tell. And some guys just think it's a, a spa, an actual just spa. And so I need to tell them so they're not totally surprised. That could be a very effective pickup line 10, 20 years ago. Like if you said to a gay man, honey, you know this is a gay bar. What are you doing here? Or something like that. Don't you think that would be an effective gay, a pickup line for Oh, like they would be like, oh, he thought I was straight. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe. Like, like early 90s, late 80s. I could see that being Here's the thing. problem. I would use that pickup line though, but not at a bathhouse. I'm just like a Carl's Jr. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, you know this is a gay bathhouse, right? And he was like, I just want a double western bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> my mom's waiting in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, can you just take my order at the drive-thru? <laughs> can I just get my Captain Crunch milkshake or whatever they sell there? That actually sounds good. Do they really have that? I just made that up. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do frozen yogurt and put Captain Crunch on it. Like the yogurt place I go to has Captain Crunch. Oh, really? Captain Crunch 
beats up your mouth, though. It really does. It really it's does. It's so worth it. It's, it's you so know what else it. does? Like an unripe pineapple. Why is oh, that? I'm, I'm not a big fresh pineapple person. What? Like I like I like pineapple flavor, but I don't really what buy watermelons, pineapple. It's so much work, Joey. Well, I don't want to do all that kind of. Here's work. the thing. Again, because of my cooking skills, I can cut down a t- pineapple in under a minute. Yeah, it's just dirty, and there's a lot of throwaway. I don't do it. All right. I steer clear of... That's retarded because a really ripe pineapple is just maybe one of the most amazing things on this planet. I don't like the word retarded either. Hmm. So anyway, um, so then I I have to show my ID. He takes it down. He fills out a contract. I have to do all this security stuff, right? And then he buzzes me in. And so there's a door and they buzz you in and I go in. And the first place I walk into is almost like a little tiny locker room. I think it's about... It's about a nice, decent size, not, but it's not like a giant locker room. It's about like the size of like a bedroom, okay? Okay. With benches, and there's vending machines, and the vending machines look in really good condition, really nice, okay? And then there's some Twinkie boy um, filling out paperwork, <laughs> just sitting down on the benches filling out paperwork. I don't know why. So the guy goes, um, okay, let's go on the tour. And I go, you know, to be honest with you, I had a long drive. And I really need to pee. He goes, oh, okay, the bathroom's just down the hall to the right. So I go, and there's a bathroom, sure enough, and I go and pee. But it's clearly a bathroom really built for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, I want to wash it's my hands. like ha- a porn set. Yeah, I want to wash my hands, but they don't have, like, a sink. What? Or I, no, it's just, there's a toilet, and there's a uh. bunch of, like, showers, but there's no, there's no, like, bank of sinks or anything like that so i'm like i told the guy I go like oh I, I need to wash my hands like, oh don't worry about it so then we walk down the hallway no no no, <laughs> no, what, no well, who cares he, no he means like he it's the sink there is a sink but it's like you know like a broom closet and it's like hidden because <laughs> no one uses exactly it. so i wash my hands and okay now we're ready to start okay so then he takes me like the like it's so funny because it's just like he has to do the cursory like okay here's the jacuzzi here's the sauna here's the sun deck and he goes you can smoke here this is the only place you can smoke is the sun deck right I'm like okay and I go on the sun deck we look at it very whatever and then we go back and then he goes now you're not afraid of the dark are you now by the way the place is already dark okay mm-hmm. he goes you're not afraid of the dark because now we're going into the into the dark rooms. And I was like, no, okay, let's go. So we go in there and I didn't see one part of it because two people were having sex. He's like, well, I don't want to disturb them because they're having fun. And I was like, okay. So then he shows me the the um, glory holes, right? So the way the glory holes work is there's basically like a room you can enter and that's where you would suck the guys off. But then surrounding the room are holes and people can just stand there. Then he shows me the the downstairs suck pit, which, to be honest with you, ab- apart from the raised platform, it just looks like another glory hole. Okay. Right? It just, that's what it just seems like, right? Except there's a, one area is raised platform. Okay? Then he goes, okay, let's go upstairs. And upstairs, there's another suck pit. Then there's also, like, a room that can stay open or not, and it has stirrups. So you can just fuck a guy right there and he can put his leg in the stirrups, right? Yeah. Then there's a full-on sex wing. And he goes, oh, this is going to be a total orgy on Halloween, right? And I was like, oh, my gosh, right? And there's like a full-on sex wing, which you could just 
I, I've never seen a sex swing in real life. Have you? No, I don't think so. If I have, like, maybe I've gone to, like, a sex store and there was one. Like, I've never actually seen one in use. Yeah, I've never seen one in use either. It was, it was, it was really, it was in the middle of the day. So it was not, there were people there though. Actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. Everybody I saw there was actually pretty good looking. I was expecting a big mess. Right? Yeah. But no. So anyway, so then we do that. He shows me upstairs, all dark. Then we go down this hallway, and that's where all the rooms are. He goes, here, so here's one row of rooms. He's like, I don't know which rooms are being used right now. I have to check, so we'll just walk by here. And it's like, so now imagine this narrow passageway of just closed rooms with dark numbers. Everything's super dark with just numbers on them, right? Then all of a sudden it's like, it's like, yeah, here's these rooms. And he goes... And you're just in this like officey lounge, okay, like a full on like business lounge with like desks and chairs. And he does a TV, and he goes, "Yeah, we're only we only play HBO movies in here, and this is where you can just sort of (laughs) you can just sort of hang out." And people come in here and check email and whatnot. And I was like, "What? Yeah, free Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi, yes." What? Free Wi-Fi. And he goes, the only thing is, now by the way, just so you know, he's shown me a sex swing, people stirrups, uh, there's buckets of con, of, you know, condoms where you can get free condoms and just like, fuck, there's fucking, there's just fucking going yeah. on here, right? It's a building of sex. Yeah. He goes, uh, just so you know, we don't allow food and drink in here. <laughs> Could you fuck in there? No, I don't. Maybe you could. I get. I, you know what? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. He didn't say no fucking. He didn't he say no, no fucking. He's a look. We. Here's a look. Between me and you, if you just bring in a little something like a candy bar or something, I'm not going to really say anything. I'll look the other way. I'm all this. This is where we're drawing the line. Like food, and he probably looked at me like this tubby. You know, he probably can't go more than a, a twenty minutes without. Put stuff in his face. So then we go to the rooms, right? I, do, I don't understand what kind of food will stain more than, like, lube, though. Like, you know, you could fist in here and, like, use as much lube as you need. I'm going to tell you this. I was going to get to this keep later. Keep your coffee out of here. I'm going to get to this later. So here's the weird thing. I mean, I was going to get to this later. I'm going to tell you now. Here's the weird thing. The place was clean. It was a lot cleaner than I thought it would be. Right? Yes. However, it wasn't, like... A upscale sauna. Like you walk in, it's clean, but you can tell people are fucking there. Yeah. Right? It's like a very well maintained Motel 6. Like, yes. it's not pretty. Yes. And that bed sheets, those bed sheets yes. have seen their day. And you can tell people are like fucking sanitary. there. Yeah, it's sanitary and so, you, you still don't want to walk barefoot. So he's showing me the rooms. He's showing me that some of the rooms have low beds and some of the beds have high beds in case you want to fuck somebody, right? Uh huh. He goes, if you want your privacy, just keep the door closed. And then he goes, but if you want... Real quick, when you say bed, is it like a hotel bed? Like, are there sheets on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually... I'm going to get to this. I'm going to get to this. So, yes, there's sheets on it, pillows, a TV on. There's a TV, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And so, um, then there's, he goes, if the door's open, though, that, that means, you know, you're open for business, just so you know. He goes, but if anybody bothers you, we'll take care of it. We walk by, and there's an open door. Right? Okay. And there's a guy in there sitting on the bed. Mike, this guy was very handsome. And I use the handsome because he wasn't like super young. He was probably like 40, 35 to 40, but really good looking, like in shit guy with a beard, like super, super, super handsome. Right? Yeah. 
kind of imagine like uh, Dylan McDermott, but with a beard. Okay. Full on. Bill, by the way, Dylan McDermott with a beard is very hot. Yeah. He he was on, um, didn't he have a beard when he did American Horror Stories? Oh, I, I don't watch the show. Mike, just full on jacking off. And the guy's like, yeah, and so look at, because he wanted to show this room in particular because the bed's bigger. So the guy's like just stroking his dick and the guy's like, yeah, so if you notice, this bed's bigger and it has a bigger TV. It costs a little bit more. He's like giving me the, the, the list of the amenities while this guy's just like full on stroking it and staring at us. And I'm like, oh, so and I pretend not to see him. Like, oh, that's not, oh, the pillows, huh? Oh, wow. So then, um, we walk out and, um, yeah, so this place seems really cool. He was telling me, um, I can wear whatever I want. I don't have to wear a towel. Um, I could wear whatever I was wearing that day. They don't want to shame anybody. Everyone's, everyone's welcome and you're welcome to wear whatever you want. Nice. You know? And. Well, do you think, this is a theory. Do you think that on this free day of tours that they intentionally, like, employ a few handsome men to be around? Like, he's a plant, so you're like, oh, I need to come back here and pay to get in and no, so I can... No, because they weren't, like, there were, look, there was a couple of schlubs hanging around. And they nobody was incredibly handsome. I think... But the schlubs could be, like, normal customers, and then the slightly attractive people are folks that they well, asked to come I'll with. find out next Monday. <laughs> when you're one of the schlubs. When I'm one of the schlubs. <laughs> but, um, okay, so then, um, what's really cool is uh, he was saying that, you know, people just go there and just sort of hang out. And I was like, you know what? I could totally come here and hang out. Like, I think I would legitimately go there and just hang out. Like, get on the Wi-Fi and do all of that? Yeah, because, you know, it's one of these things where, like, I'm often stuck in L.A. and the traffic is so horrible. You have to find ways to kill time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I would – I could see myself just killing time there. That's better than, like, a Starbucks in your head? Yes. Yes. Because, look, it's because – okay – a Starbucks, you have to fight to get a table, right? Yeah. And then to buy some stupid coffee, right? This, I'm there's nobody in the lounge, right? And imagine going to Starbucks like, you know what? In between emails, I'm going to go get a blowjob in the suck pit. Would you really do that? I don't see you doing that. Or I guess what I don't see is you talking about it. I actually could see you doing it and never telling anyone. No, I would tell people because I was actually telling – I'm telling this to you too even though I can't imagine you going to this. Yeah. But I was telling Jonathan who's been to one and Richard who's been to one. I was like, what's cool about this place and the way it's designed is like let's say – I'm saying you for the sake of the story. Let's say you and I went out mm-hmm. and then we were like, we're both horny. Let's get laid. We could go to this place – Go our complete – well, I mean I would say like meet at the lounge at midnight and go our complete separate ways, never run into each other, never see each other, and then just meet at midnight in this one place. Yeah. Meanwhile, I walk by and you're on the sex swing. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm in the lounge listening to the Pride 48 stream. Meanwhile, both you and I are in the lounge and I'm like just watching TV. (laughs) Streaming Netflix. Trying to sneak in a McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> they they kick us out. They're like, hey, do you have a cheeseburger? Yeah, what'd you get kicked out of the bathhouse for? <laughs> I was eating a double-double. <laughs> yeah. Tried to sneak. sneak and and then as, they, as they're taking you out of uh, 
as they're taking you out of the place, like walking you walk of shame out of the bathhouse, you're like walking by like literally a guy in a gimp outfit, like being whipped and sucking ten guys at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Best of Catching Up. Be sure to tune in next time for more of the greatest hits between Mike Lawson and Joe Batanz. I almost said Mike Batanz and Joe Lawson, which is a completely different show. But uh, come back next week to The Best of Catching Up. Long pause there. Deal deal. <laughs>